0: Welcome to the Revital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval, and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! Hello everyone, today I'm here with Rosie Rees. We have a beautiful conversation about all things sensuality, pleasure and even a healthy vagina. So it's a pretty eye-opening conversation, so we hope you enjoy. Now Rosie Rees, she's the founder of Women's Noon Yoga, a three-hour workshop guiding women into a beautiful state of self-acceptance, courage and appreciation for the naked body. Rosie is also a leading relationship coach and has helped thousands of women transform their relationship and intimacy with themselves and their partner. In 2014, Rosie created an online crystal sex toy boutique, Yoni Pleasure Palace, sharing the power of Yoni eggs for pelvic floor strength and crystal pleasure wands to inspire women to become more centrally awake and empowered in their sexuality. Rosie lives in Perth, Western Australia and travels the world sharing a modern yogic twist on nudism and empowering women to take control of their sexuality and pelvic floor health. So she's regarded as a change change maker, a trailblazer and boundary crosser. Rosie challenges societal norms and is leading the way in normalising nudity and female sexual pleasure. So let's get juicy. Hey Rosie, how are you today? Hey Jodie,
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Yeah, good thank you. Thanks so much for giving up your time to be on the podcast this morning um, and in current circumstances there's a little bit of craziness going on out there but it's wonderful we can still get together and, and have a really beautiful chat um, about all that you're doing and all that we can provide or give to um, women and men out there for um, their sexuality and um, happiness, health, all of that stuff. So I'm really excited to talk with you today.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's funny because we're only like around the corner from each other, but with this self-isolation, it's always good to just <laughs> be safe. Yeah.
0: Also, the, uh, the connection's generally better across and we can video it so that we can, we can see each other properly for, for ongoing purposes.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, the, one of the reasons I wanted to get you um, on the podcast as well, Rosie, is I love that, um, well, particularly your ability to cut through the crap and I, and I, I love that. Um, and you're, you're stepping through normality and creating something really unique and powerful for, for women and men out there. And I really feel like you've created or you've, you've gotten into a niche that really helps men and women embrace what they have, um, love what they are and really spread that beautiful love like like ripples out there, which I think, um, you know, I'm really thankful for, for what you've created there. Um, and for making sensual <laughs> fruit eating or eating a thing. <laughs> That's wonderful.
1: That was accidental. I didn't even mean, I just was eating a mango one day and I was like, <laughs> it tastes really good. I think I'm going to video it and put it on Instagram. And it just went viral. And I think I hashtag central fruit eating. But then I started eating other things because I had so many comments and and people DM me afterwards going, whoa, I really loved watching that, weirdly (laughs) enough. And so it's kind of just evolved from there. I swear I wake up every morning to a whole, you know, inbox of people tagging me in their sensual eating. So it's obviously something that, you know, it, it's literally just giving women permission mm. to be sensual. And and eating sensual isn't necessarily sexual. It's it's literally just being in your senses, being embodied in your body. And eating is is absolutely something that we all – generally find kind of mundane a lot of the time but actually bringing slowness and tenderness and bringing all your senses involved in that is is such a beautiful way to become more present be be more still be more in your you know embodied and and juicy and alive
0: Mm, I think it's wonderful. I haven't tried it myself, but maybe you might motivate me to do it after this. Yes. <laughs> can share my
1: central lunch eating. On yes, please. <laughs> it's actually harder than it looks, by the way. Trying to eat something really slowly and seductively, it, I make it look easy now because I've been doing it for a while. But Practice. you'll see. <laughs> okay. Practice.
0: <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you know, yoga um how did you get into it? How, did it how did that come about so now you've been doing that for a very long time now
1: yeah I I was teaching yoga for about a year and I loved it I I, I did love get again getting people into their bodies um but it wasn't until I moved over to Perth and I moved in with this really really open-minded guy who was into Not necessarily nudism, but he was just super comfortable being naked in his body. And I remember when he used to walk around the house, I'd like giggle and chuckle because I'd see his butt and be like, oh my God, that's so rude. Um, I'd never (laughs) skinny dipped. I was actually quite prudish. And he just said to me, you know, Rosie, if you ever want to be naked when I'm not home, just like actually embrace it, you know? Mm. And so when he would go out, I would roll my yoga mat outside under the trees and just do a beautiful practice of, of naked yoga. And, but what I also noticed at the same time was I was quite critical of my body. I was, I would look down at my body and be like, oh, you're not skinny enough. Your boobs are too small. Your nipples are too big. Your hair's this, you do just like the script that I played in my brain was like, whoa, I never noticed that before from doing yoga clothed, you know, and, and restricted and everything's pushed up and in, but when you're naked, it's like, it's very, Confronting and it, you feel very exposed. But I, I kind of lent into that feeling of like, oh, I don't like what I see. And I kept doing it. And then one day I had this meditation um, again, naked under the trees. And it just said loud and clear, Rosie, you need to teach naked yoga for women and you need to do it now. Yeah. And so I just got to work.
0: Amazing. And that, yes. that's, I think, um, a big issue I find in my clients and hence as, as well why I wanted to get you on and have a chat to you about it is because a lot of, things, a lot of um, my clients, women particularly, it, what's stopping them from getting healthy is their self-criticism and lack of self-acceptance. And I find that it's just crazy um, that we can't accept ourselves of, of who we are. Even if we want to make um, improvements, who, who's to say that we can't love ourselves as we are now? um and that's a really ro- a big roadblock in terms of health and getting getting
2: into that next
1: next space absolutely and that's something that i talk about a lot in my nude yoga workshops is self acceptance the concept of self acceptance not self love not you know body love hashtag it's like actually before body love and self love occurs you've really got to be in a place of pure acceptance like this is who i am this is what i am right now It's not, you know, we all suffer with the I'll be happy when syndrome, when I lose five kilos, when I look like this. But the reality is you're not. Mm. Even when you get to that place of like improvement and perfection, you're not happy. Ask any bodybuilder like how they felt when they were like peak of their physique. It's like no, they actually were really, really hard on themselves. So it's like can you just accept yourself as you are now? And what happens then is down the track self-love starts to come in and you start to feel more um, at home in your skin, and then you start making healthier choices. So mm-hmm. I actually find doing something as radical as yet yeah, coming to a naked yoga class, it, it does create this ripple effect that you start changing what you eat perhaps. or you just mm-hmm. start to have, it builds this respect with yourself. And I've had a lot of women even feel a, a little guilty. Um, like during the workshop, after the workshop, they're like, wow, I cannot believe I treated my body how I did for so long. And, and there is a bit of this tinge of guilt, which, you know, we work through that as well, but it's, it definitely you do change the way you treat your body.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's that connectedness, isn't it? And I, I bring it back to connecting with yourself as well as others and an ability to then connect fully with others. You first have to connect to yourself. And I think that's, that's huge, really huge for people. And that's what what happens in, in a scenario like the new yoga. I love it. It's something that women can really take away all that crap, all those outside layers and just peel back to the central core and say, wow, who am I really? And what's this skin? Does it really matter who I am on the outside? And then that respect comes in and then that adoration or admiration for themselves comes in. I think it's
2: beautiful. So we need a lot more of that out there.
1: Absolutely. And the, a meditation that I often take women through is like this like this peeling off, because it is symbolic. Women literally feel like they're lighter when they walk out of the class. Like, it's amazing what I can do in three hours, squeeze into three hours with women. It's like all this psychotherapy that women are getting and all this, you know, just deep diving into that. That, that does help. Mm-hmm. But actually just coming and getting naked, it's amazing what stuff you shed. And in the meditation at the start, I often ask women to shed their um, what their body looks like shed what their career is, shed their relationship, whether they're married or not, whether they have kids or not, like releasing and letting go of all these masks that we wear day to day and like come back, what's at the core? What's when you take all these layers of clothes and, and identities away, what's there? And it's like that that really strips women back bare and that gets them vulnerable and that's you know, they feel this love, this mm. inner love for themselves and for other women as well. There's also... There's a lot of healing the feminine wound that happens in my workshops too because with women, you know, there's often this competitive side and there's this, like, betrayal. I don't know about you if you've been bullied as a girl in high school or in primary school, but there's this, definitely this spitefulness in women and when we come together in such a sacred space, it tends to bring that to the surface to heal.
0: Mm, absolutely. And that's support yeah. rather than against, um, which is a lot of what society is about.
1: Sorry, is I've got my little guard dog? dog here. So cute. <laughs> the mummies home. Oh, <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> I've got a puppy and they're, they're, they're
0: wild. Their energy is nuts.
1: <laughs> he doesn't usually bark. He's not a barker. So I was surprised he's being a guard hand. dog now. So hard at
2: other
0: yeah. Now, I wanted to dive into normalisation of sexuality and particularly with, with women I find um, they feel ashamed um, and it's more so um, even with their own pleasure. Um, and I love the word juiciness. Um, but how, how do you um, come about or uh, target or get around women feeling like they're ashamed for their own sexuality because of the societal norms that you know, have brought us to this point? where, how
1: do you cut through that crap? Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it can be tricky because it runs Mm. so deep and it starts so young. Um, you know, just simply from our parents telling us to be a good girl or, you know, just zero sex education, um, religious upbringing, like cultural shaming. There's just so many, um, things that we've got to like almost unlearn as Mm. we become adults. The good thing is, um, there's just so many women out there sex sex educators out there now mm. so many courses that women can go to you know when i started doing relationship and sexual therapy um or coaching it's it, it, there wasn't really no one like i reached out to the four sex therapists in australia that were around at the time and they were more like on the today show and like had it a column in the in the newspaper um, magazine so there really wasn't many women that didn't feel very accessible. Mm. Now with Instagram and social media, like it's, you can reach out to anyone and get this education. I go to mind, body, spirit expos and talk about the vagina, the the vulva, the orgasm, like it's, it's so much more normalized and less taboo now. Mm. Um, But women have to be open to receiving that, you know, and even just following me on Instagram and what I share about in my meditations and my stories that can sometimes, be the thing that activates someone.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's the willingness to unlearn and to shed what we think we know about sex. And often we just take on unconsciously our mother's beliefs or our father's belief systems. And it's like, is that yours? Probably not. Like, what do you, uh, something I do in a lot of sessions with women is, is really because that we've been drilled this good girl syndrome kind of ideal from our parents. It's like, and then as an adult, we're told to be this sexy, sensual, you know, woman who can have all these different types of orgasms. And it's like, what the hell? What, where's this middle ground of like, so just literally getting women to just touch their breasts or just cup their yoni and just connect. Just like we have a, a brain, in you know, our mind brain, our heart brain. We've got a yoni brain as well. Mm. And so a lot of the time I'm getting women to just, literally just physically touch because often women haven't even felt their bodies in that way of like just slowing down feeling what's there and then actually building a relationship with their yoni so that they can communicate her needs to their partner or, or even just learning how to self-pleasure to masturbate and without feeling dirty or shameful
0: Mm, yeah, and it's coming back to that connectedness, isn't it, and, and actually respecting yourself and, and knowing yourself very well. But it's also feeling that, um, that you respect yourself in that way, not just through food or through movement or however, it's through that sexuality that is a normal part of being human and a woman. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah and, but it's just not being spoken about. And so women no. think that, and it has with men, but now it's time for women to you know, share about masturbation. I went to boarding school and all the guys used to talk about, you know, bat, I think they called it batting off or something like that. <laughs> and the women just did not, talk, no, no. we did not talk about it. It's like, we didn't want anyone to know. We'd be, there'd be rumors going around. Like it's, I feel like it's different now. Um, and I feel like women need to learn how know how to, Get themselves off into self pleasure, okay. so it, we can communicate that to our partners. Like that's you have to know yourself first. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I remember the first time and it was a couple of years ago that I got onto your uni eggs, and I got one myself. And then I was telling um, my students because I lecture it and never. And then I was like, "Oh, guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know about this yoni egg stuff." And we brought it out in like a nutritional lecture, and they're all just like, "Oh." I'm like, yes, let's do it, let's talk about it. And then we're crying <laughs> and all that. And then and then the, the younger girls and then those older girls obviously in the class too. And the, the older were like, oh yeah, tell me more,
2: this is amazing. And the young is like, oh my god, they're talking about this. It was so much the
0: difference for the of the age groups and the older women obviously had gone through a bit more wisdom and then were like, Yeah, I'm ready for this, bring it on. And the young girls were like, Oh my god, what are you talking about? We can't talk about this here. This is really taboo. Um, but I think that's that that was that starting point and now it's something that everyone can um, freely talk about and not feel ashamed about and I think the times are changing you're right definitely but how to go about it I think women are still a little bit stuck in terms of who I um, talk to and clients Um, one of the steps is to go onto your website and your Instagram and follow everything that you're doing because that's what um, I find is really bringing that, that normalization of sexuality out into it, into the into the world, um, and that's why I love so much what you're doing. But you coming so back, much. you mentioned about the orgasms. Explain mm-hmm. to me, and I get this question asked a lot: men, women, all sorts <laughs> asking mm-hmm. me what's 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 the capability of the of the of the woman in terms of what, what are our orgasms? What can we have? Which, which different ones are the wonderful world
1: of orgasms for women? Well, I believe we have like uh, up to hundreds of different kinds of orgasms that we can have. I honestly do. Like when you're really in a, in a present space and you're maybe either with yourself or with a, a lover and they're even like rubbing your hand and they're bringing all their presence to that. I believe you can have those shudders. Like I can orgasm from someone's voice. So just listening. If there's like, um, I don't know if you've heard of ASMR or, you know, there's this like thing that can happen in your brain where you have like this brain orgasm. I've had throat orgasms. I've had heart orgasms. Um, So I, I believe it's like, indefinite how many, how many orgasms women can actually have. But in terms of ancient Taoist uh, tradition, they believe that we have three main sort of gateways of orgasms. So the clitoris being the first one, the G-spot being the second, and then the third is the cervix. So um, these three parts, I guess, are in our genitals and are those sexual orgasms or sexual erogenous zones that women can orgasm from. And I guess the most accessible, or I don't want to say easy because for some women, it's actually not easy to have a clitoral Mm -hmm. orgasm, Um, but obviously being on top. So just sort of just below the pubic mound, the mons pubis is the clitoris. And we all know the clitoris has the little iceberg tip that most people focus on, but they've done all these studies and and realized that actually the clitoris has these two legs and bulbs that extend down through the labia and actually inside the vagina. So I technically believe that clitoral and G-spot orgasms are orgasms because it's all clitoral erectile tissue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but massage, it's really important, not just to massage the, the clitoris to actually massage the lips, the inner labia, the outer labia and, and make sure everything's kind of aroused because that actually, um, that actually swells swells Mm. up the the vulva and and makes it more blood flow so Mm. of course you're going to have deeper orgasm if the clitoris is involved more sensitivity as well yeah definitely and i feel like with a g-spot orgasm as well you definitely need to have clitoral stimulation so the g-spot's located one to three inches inside the vagina varies on different women and it's on the on the upper wall Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like when you put your fingers in and do the come hither motion, that can really help activate and stimulate the, the G spot sponge, um, which can release ejaculation, which mm-hmm. is something squirting, which is something women um yeah, you know, really Yeah, it's really it's kind of a lot of women are wanting to explore that. Mm-hmm. Um I never thought I could. I had a, a tantra teacher when I was 21 try to do it on me and it just didn't work. And I was like, Oh, I'm broken. This doesn't exist. Internal orgasms don't exist. You know, I was very much so at that age about vibrators and physical stimulation on top of the, on the um, clitoris. And that was the best kind of orgasm I could have. Mm. And then it wasn't until I started using a Yoni egg. This is about seven years ago now. So 2014, I, I, within about a month of using it. And I believe why it started to wake up my internal landscape of my vagina is because it, it literally, it's all like a weight. So it brings blood flow. It brings more muscle tone. It brings more nerve endings alive inside of you. Mm. And within a month, my partner at the time had actually made me have this G-spot orgasm and a cervical orgasm. So it's, it's definitely related. I feel like the more you use a yoni egg, the more sensitized you'll feel inside and the more deeper those orgasms will be. Okay. Wow.
0: Very cool. So, and, and cervical orgasms, they can feel very different, um, can't
1: they? Yeah, the cervix, a lot of doctors will say, oh, the cervix is numb. Like you, you can't, there's not much nerve endings there, but that can feel much. I don't and, and, and I guess <coughs> when it's touched, you don't necessarily feel that touch. Um, otherwise things like cervical scans and pap smears would be very, very painful if that was the case. Um, so no, it doesn't have as many nerve endings. However, when you start to use the egg and even meditating on the cervix and, and even armoring so using a toy, um, either, you know, glass or, or crystal toy that you can go in and just massage around the cervix will start to bring it more blood flow and, and it'll awaken. Mm. And so when somebody gives you a, or yourself gives you a, um, a cervical orgasm, it's very much so a full body experience. Mm-hmm. You it's, it's very deep. It's, it's very heart opening. So the, the Daoist used to believe that different segments inside the vagina related to different meridians, different um, organs, and the cervix was directly related to the heart point. So they often say that a cervical orgasm will really crack open your heart. You you might cry, you might laugh, but you'll feel this like your your whole body will arch, mm-hmm. and it'll it'll feel like an opening. I've I've definitely had a lot of cervical orgasms that have led to crying, and not even like a like a sad crying, but like this overwhelming experience of needing to release tears. Yeah. Like I'm orgasming from my eyes. <laughs> Who knows? But it's it's definitely linked. Okay. Yeah the heart and the cervix yeah
0: um all right so with the with the yoni egg and i i i can agree with that i think it definitely can help as a Mm. the first step to then the opening and the softening and the awakening um and i know you do some practice with a meditation also yoga and also your kegel exercises as we as we call them um with the yoni egg so is there any specific advice around that where women should start what type of egg what crystal what all all that sort of thing
1: yeah generally speaking using a jade egg is is the best one you can use Mm -hmm. Um, it is made of pure nephrite jade we have indian jade as well there's lots of jade out there on the market so i don't recommend people jumping onto i don't know ebay or or something to to order it because you just never know what you're going to get um and they can be very poor quality jades. So the nephrite jade is the strongest, most dense um, stone. If you drop it on the ground, it shouldn't break. It's very, very strong. And in that case, it's it's not porous. So using it internally, um, I usually suggest 30 minutes to start with. Mm-hmm. Some women can't even hold it in for that long. So it's five minutes is great for some women if they've had three children and their pelvic floor is quite weak. If you just, if you can keep the egg in for five minutes, that's amazing. For other women, it's, it, they can keep it in all day. So it's not so much about the time. I feel like if you have it in too long, it will start to ache because it's a muscle. Just like your bicep. If you were to go to the gym and lift a dumbbell for, you know, half the day, you would be so sore. So starting slow. And even though a lot of women get confused because they put the egg inside and they don't really feel it. And I can just say that that's normal. You're not meant to feel it all the time. Um, You don't feel a tampon in all the time. So if you were to feel your egg, it would be very, very annoying. Um, So just having it in, it's an unconscious automatic response for the pelvic floor to grip around the egg and hold it in. So you're not like sitting there squeezing the whole time. It's more of an automatic response. Um, And in that case, yeah, there is more blood flow and muscle tone starting to develop while you have the egg in. Um, There's usually a little drilled hole through the middle of the egg, the top of the egg that you can tie through. We sell like an unwaxed unminted string Mm -hmm. and then you can pull it out when you're ready. Um, I often find I put it in and then my body will tell me when it's ready to come out. It'll be sometimes not the most convenient time, but (laughs) I don't generally wear it out of the house too much these days, but I have been known to forget about my egg being in and then going on a run at the beach. And then I, I It was the point of no return. It started coming out and I was like,
2: oh, oh my God. Uh But, you know, as
1: long as you're wearing your knickers or something on the bottom, you're fine.
2: (laughs) Scoop it out
0: from below. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly and
0: mine one day and I hopped on the trampoline with the kids <laughs> that was definitely a pelvic
1: floor oh, that's <laughs> so funny that's a good challenge
0: it is yeah hop into a trampoline with a heavy one which is uh, even more challenging
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so they do come in three sizes if you have had babies a large is generally easier to hold in mm-hmm. because the vagina doesn't have to contract as much to hold the weight um, the smaller the egg actually the harder the it is to hold in. However, for some women who have like a lot of pelvic floor tension, they might go with a smaller egg because trying to put a larger egg in, it's just not, right. that might actually be too much. So the smaller the egg might be easier for them to get in and out.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but I think the main thing is, you know, can, using an egg, yes, it helps with the pelvic floor, but it's helping women just reconnect to that yeah. space in their body. Like it's getting them to look at it, to touch it, to feel it, to put something inside. Like for a lot of women, I think there's one in five women in Australia who've suffered with sexual abuse. Mm. And so and one in three women in the US. And that's a, that's a really large statistic. So going and putting something inside of you can be, can be, bring up some trauma. Um, so I feel like a lot of the yoni egg practice for women is actually just helping them heal their trauma um, reconnect to the yoni in a way that's really respectful and loving and, and, and kind. Um, and yeah, just wait a lot of the time. It's just the, the practice of resting the yoni egg at the entrance of the vagina, just like resting it there and waiting, mm-hmm. just waiting for the, the yoni to almost take her in and, and swallow her or like receive her. Because if we just go shoving something in, and I get that sometimes we're time poor, so it might not—you might not have the time to sit in in your bed and just wait. Um, but if, especially for the first time, you use it, um, create a bit of a ritual around it. Do some meditation, maybe a bit of yoga, or do it after a hot bath, mm-hmm. or even in the bath, you can put the egg in and warm it up. Wear it in your bra for the day, and connect to the stone. Like, what do you want to amplify? especially if you're using something like a quartz stone, what do you want to amplify in your life? Mm. Or if you're using something like black obsidian, what do you want to let go of? you can actually use different stones at different times of the month um, around the moon. Um, So that can be really nice, a nice ritual. And I think for women, if you find that you're really masculine, and this was me for so many years, like just do, 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 work, work, work. Using the egg is such a deeply feminine practice. And it forces you to just slow down and it drops you out of your head and it brings you into your womb space and like makes you more aware of, of what's going on down there. And so bringing more rituals into your life and, and using the egg and the egg is literally a sign of new life. Like the shape of an egg is literally the sign of, of new beginnings, new life. It's a fe- very feminine symbol. So it's bringing women out of their heads and into their bodies even more.
0: I think that's beautiful. Even just the blood flow in itself can help a lot of women just, um, you know, heal something down there <coughs> and open it as, a, as a physiological thing. Um, but the energetics surrounding the crystals, I think that's such a, that's an, an amazing thing. When I first discovered, all of like, crystals, oh, my goodness, you can put them, like, inserting in crystals? Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know. Imagine the feeling of having it around your neck yes. in a necklace and then you can actually wear it in your body. Exactly, And there's definitely certain crystals that you can't just put in your body. So if you have random egg-shaped crystals at home, um, just obviously check that they don't have chips. So all of our crystals are checked over, you know, very, very thoroughly and our suppliers know the purpose of what they're used for. Mm. So there's no chemicals, dyes, waxes, resins in the stone at all. Um, And there's some stones that you can't use. So we only sell the stones that you can internally use. Yeah,
2: beautiful beautiful
0: now um what about going into some of the other um yoni pleasure palace toys um explain to me some of the range that you've got and the purpose and where we can use them what we can use them for all sorts yes fascinated to see
1: well this is a few black obsidian ones that we have so this one's a new one um this is like a, a curve one so it's a bit thicker on one end and thinner at the other and this is called the black mamba um and that can really be quite good for Mm g-spot and this side's more for anal a lot of women and men love to explore uh, that you know i didn't even talk about the anal orgasms that you can have but um this end is really great because the anal sphincters can kind of wrap around each of the little necks there and that can feel really pleasurable for some people um, this one's a bit more sleek and, and can just feel, I think a lot of people think, why, why would you use a crystal wand? You know, they're, they're cold and hard. How on earth can that feel pleasurable, but warming them up and putting some coconut oil on and just setting an intention and s- they slide in They're So they slip and slide. Like it's, there's no gripping like in a, a, a using a rubber or a silicon toy. They really, they just, it, it almost feels like it's softening. The vaginal walls around the crystal like they f- it feels really beautiful this is um much heavy heavier stone this is called the empress yeah wow and so these are that? very heavy this is pure nephrite jade it's like honestly that's a weapon and this is the mountain <laughs> jade it's like this is a workout just holding these right now Um,
0: just in case someone
1: comes into your house at night i know i should put this beside my bed this has got like more of a bulbous end and it's curved so the reason for that is the vagina is not straight up and down Mm. it actually has a natural curve and for some women putting this in and that part there would rub up against the Mm g-spot and having it firm it actually means you can place pressure on the G spot, like if something's flexible, it'll bend back, so you're not going to get as much um firm pressure, and that can feel really good. Mm. So that just slides in like that. Our best seller is the sacred squatter, and this one here is a glass dildo. So this is the handle, <clears throat> and this part here goes inside the vagina. It's kind of like a t- looks like a big tongue, like an that octopus like tentacle tongue, and this obviously it doesn't look or feel like fingers or a penis so it can feel a little abrupt for some women when they're first using it because the bumps are quite prominent mm-hmm. um and so that goes up against the g-spot and awakens the the erectile tissue there and so for a lot of women um using that can help yeah with squirting definitely this is um the aura wand Why? so it's
0: so oh, yeah. the other one, is that why it's the best, best seller is because it's so, um, unique that women can now, or they're figuring out that they can actually squirt. Is that, is that why
1: it's the best seller? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that, you know, <laughs> women want to do everything men can do and more, right? <laughs> like we want to be able to <laughs> have, but, <clears throat> you know, be able to experience all kinds of, um, orgasmic experiences and squirting, even though it doesn't feel, I think people, when they first squirt, <clears throat> they're like, is that, was that it? Because it's actually not like a peak orgasm. It's more like a release when you release the, they call it emrita or um, erectile fluid. It's, it's like this, like letting go. And, and you think it's going to be this big buildup, but for often a lot of women, it's not, but it still feels really, really good. Mm. Um, and so I think women are, it shows, that the fact that that's our bestseller shows that women are just really wanting to explore their bodies. Yeah. You know, vibrators, are great because they help women learn to have those orgasms that maybe they haven't been able to have before. Mm-hmm. But with vibrators, you can <clears throat> become quite reliant on them and dependent mm-hmm. on them, and you need to use them more frequently to reach orgasms. So the reason why I only share non-vibrating toys, glass and crystal toys, is because it's, it's helping women resensitize and yeah. to actually just use our fingers and use you know a toy inside rather than needing that physical external harsh vibration to reach in a climax.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that it can definitely desensitise and that can be harmful to real interaction um, yes. when it comes down to it,
1: yeah. Yeah, that could be a bit of a barrier.
0: Absolutely. And so mm-hmm. these, when you're um, advising women, these, obviously these toys can be used with partners as well. It can be something that can aid the experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of partners use it on their partner. And I think that can be, you know, something fun to explore with each other. Mm. Um, That isn't taking, that isn't necessarily a vibrator that will make them climb it straight away, but definitely using. I mean, Mm -hmm. me and my partner had a lot we had someone coming over to visit the other day and they had to go upstairs. And I was like, she just looked at me. She's like, is there anything incriminating up there? <laughs> like, years, and I was like, Oh my God, we have got every toy. Like we had in the bathroom lined up. I think it was about five different toys, different <laughs> shapes and sizes lined up on the bathroom bench. And I'm like, Oh my God. Well, if they're going to see them, at least they know this is what I do with my life
0: so it's like it would be accepted in yours
1: <laughs> exactly and you know what they wouldn't be surprised anyway so that's something we like to do is explore the different shapes and sizes of the ones that I sell yeah. you know we, we tried on each other and you know some work like she responds so well to black obsidian and really? I don't want any more black obsidian inside me like it's my body's done with with healing that kind of layer and yeah. I love more, more like rose quartz um so it's just just you know feeling into what works for you
0: it's beautiful and those different crystals and how you can actually get that different sense from them that's amazing
1: yeah and I never used to be able to get that at the start I didn't really feel much of a difference between the crystals but now I can definitely feel a difference like mm-hmm. it's way more I'm, I'm more sensitive yeah yeah amazing
0: I interrupted you you're going to show me another one. Sorry.
1: Oh, the ARA. <clears throat> this one's a uh, white glass and it's it almost feels like yourself because a lot of women, when they get the egg, they actually end up self-pleasuring with it. So putting the egg inside and then gently pulling on the string and just feeling what it feels like to have the egg go in and then really gently pulling it out because most yeah. women have explored something phallic, something long, um, yeah. but actually having the egg to masturbate with was really beautiful. So I designed this toy that's like, it's got an egg shape at the end and a few little ridges here. Yeah. And that can rub up against the G-spot. And then this is more like, you know, like the string, but it's you've got a bit more navigation yeah. and you can kind of press on different spots um, to release tension because a lot of women who have pelvic floor tension, sex can be painful or they can't orgasm because they just feel quite numb. Yeah. So actually going on in, you can even flip it around and put this end in. And um, massage against the the cervix, mm. um, and that can help awaken, awaken nerves and, and sensations.
2: Yeah,
0: and because women are so much in their head when it comes down to sexuality, um, I don't know if you found this, but by using these sorts of things, it can really take us, like you said, out of your out of your mind, out of your head, and into your body, and therefore you're going to be more receptive and more able to. Um, be in that moment more often than not because of the fact that we're not in our head so much and we're not dictated by those emotions and to put us into the mood for, you know, as an example. How do you feel with women in, in that regard? Do you find that as well?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that when we, in my own experience and, and a lot of women, it's like when they use their egg during the day, it almost primes them and makes them feel a bit more open to sex. Like if, if women are... Um, lacking libido and arousal, use your egg more often because it's actually just getting your yoni a little bit more interested, a little bit more like, oh, okay, something's happening. Like a lot of women who wear the egg to bed find that they wake up, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, a lot of juiciness, a lot of wet, like they feel really wet mm. and they're actually craving sex or, or connection. Yeah. So using your egg in that way is a good idea as well. So if you're feeling like you're just a bit flat and you're not really craving, like wanting sex much and maybe your orgasms aren't as strong, using that as a way to to kind of just get her to be a bit more alive and awake and interested. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's
0: what i found also. And that's what I've been sort of recommending people do because I get a lot of people not... You know, oh, how's your libido? Oh, none. I'm like,
2: what? Really? Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's so sad, it's, isn't it? It is. It's so sad. Yeah. Um,
0: for women to be able to experience this, it's just something that it's it's necessary. We have to. Like, what? So for me, that's why I, I you know, you, you've you got to start using eggs. You've got to start awakening. You've got to start the, the healthiness. And obviously eating good and exercising and being healthy in your body helps you feel that way. But I think it's more so the mentality of, of that, that stopping, stopping because we don't feel worthy or, you know, that emotion that we're feeling is um, really unenabling us to be able to feel that sexuality. So um, by starting them, I think that's so important. But down to the health and the health of mm. the vagina, what, what's your recommendations for women? I know there's you know, these fresh sprays and wipes. I'm like, no, 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 no. And all the young girls are still using them. It's something that, and then, you, you know, things like thrush and UTI and all that sort
2: of thing. Like how do
1: you navigate that with the women that you see? Yeah, I mean, I, I really believe that your vaginal microbiome is giving you a message, mm. is telling you something, like just like we have our voices um, and our heart and our gut, our yoni literally has a voice voice, and she will communicate through her smell, her um, microbiome, her t- like the discharge, it, like UTIs, bacterial vaginosis. And I think so other than obviously getting enough probiotics and, and things like that and not eating so much sugar, less alcohol, less coffee, that kind of thing, that, that all affects your vagina mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but also just tuning in, like the times where I – it's funny, in this relationship that I'm in now with a woman, I have not had thrush the entire time I've been with her. Yeah. Whereas in my previous relationship, I would get thrush after every single time or, or even like a little bit of bacterial vaginosis. Mm. Almost every single time we'd have sex afterwards. Mm. And that was my Yoni's way of saying, Rosie, this isn't the right person for you. Listen up. You know, I'm trying to give you a message here. Mm. and with her my yoni is very happy she Mm. listens to my yoni and my yoni you know really feels safe and open often if we're getting all these things go on she doesn't feel safe Mm. she doesn't feel safe to open um utis like i used to get utis all the time because i was i was in my early 20s i was sleeping with different men and drinking a lot of alcohol and it was like my yoni's way of saying can you stop this isn't actually what i want and i'm pissed off at you um, so I, I believe there's a metaphys- metaphysical meaning to all of it. Um, mm, that's yeah. a beautiful
0: way of looking at it. Absolutely. Um, and but just also, as
1: we sell thr- th- um, for just sorry side note um, yeah. for thrush things like yoni steaming uh, can be very very beneficial for that. I actually have like a um, a yoni steam chair here in my healing room. So if women mm. ever want to come over and do a healing a yoni steam, it's, it's the most beautiful thing, and it, wow. it really helps with cleansing the the vagina. Mm, and then we also sell a wand called the secret Serus wand it's a little bit expensive but it lasts for years and um it's just literally sorry say that again
0: that's got herbs in it doesn't Mm. it
1: Yeah. It's like a white herbal wand. I forget the ingredients off the top of my head. I think it's pomegranates, a huge element of it. Um, and basically when you put the wand inside you, it's you wet it first, then you put it inside just for 90 seconds, you take it out and a layer of the vaginal canal will literally the skin will shed out over the space of a week. Mm. So it, it kind of it does a few different things it cleanses um the microbiome and but it also um makes you a lot tighter so it's something that if you if you struggle with you know tightening and toning the area actually using the secret serous wand um which is on our website yonipleasurepals.com i i used it i think twice in a month and I actually couldn't, it made me so tight. It wouldn't, I couldn't have any <laughs> penetration for like a couple of weeks. Oh so goodness. just be be aware, like it oh. really does work instantly. Okay. Well,
0: that's a good one for women who have had kids and are really struggling there with multiple kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and so around that as well obviously you recommend women not to use any products as such and that's what I do as well with my clients um in terms of the and freshers and that, the wipes like just leave it alone like it's just something that needs to be except for, for interventions like the series wand everything else just needs to be left alone do you is that something that you also recommend
1: a hundred percent yeah you know I wasn't told to not wash my vagina with soap when I was young so we would just like put soap down there and I thought that could have been actually part of the reason why I used to get thrush a lot mm. um, I haven't washed my vagina with soap for nearly two or three years and so it was just still quite recent that I discovered this mm. and um, I haven't had any issues as well so yeah, we've, we have no soap, no cleansers, no. You don't need hygiene wipes. Actually, the less soap you use down there, and just wash it with warm running water in the shower, mm. and sort of open her up and get the water just running over her. You don't need soap. It, it, it'll actually smell better. Yeah. Um, the less hygiene products you use, you do not. It doesn't need to be, uh, you know, it smell like roses down there. It's not meant to.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: And it's a
0: self-cleaning organ, isn't it, really, in itself?
1: Exactly. Uh, Yeah, self-cleaning.
0: Well, we never taught that to that extent.
1: No. Yeah, Yeah. she doesn't need to be cleaned by anything external.
0: No. All right. So um, what, what then would you recommend women just as steps to get themselves starting if they've not, if they've not experienced self-pleasure, if they're feeling a really not disconnected, what are the sort of steps that you would recommend women to take to get to that next point? Just as a starting.
1: Mm, I always recommend our womb meditation, our womb healing meditation first, Mm -hmm. because you could go into self-pleasure and still feel incredibly like with all the intentions in the world. But if you, have trauma or you have something residing in there that hasn't been kind of witnessed or, or kind of acknowledged, it's going to be quite hard. So the womb healing meditation that we have on our website is just, it's a 20 minute meditation and it just gets you to go bring your awareness into your womb Mm. and release what's kind of blocking you. Mm. Um, I think that's like a beautiful first step. And then I, I talk a lot about breast massage in all my courses that I have, my online courses. I actually do a breast massage in that and I get women to, you know, start to really activate here. But in Tantra they talk about a woman's positive pole is her heart, is her breasts. Mm. So stimulating and activating and holding this part and massaging will help open your yoni. It's mm. like this little like opening, invisible link between the heart and the yoni, open your heart, your yoni will start to open as well. So taking baby steps to do that, um, but start from from here and then go down and then doing you know, even a yoni massage, um, starting to use the egg and then you might want to go into more self-pleasure rituals. So I think, you know, you don't want to put the, the cart before the horse, just start yeah. from where you're comfortable mm-hmm. and keep going. you got to obviously push your limits a little bit, like edge edge yourself a little there. Mm-hmm. um But it's definitely worth worth starting at the meditation first. And even on my Instagram, I'm starting to do um Insta TVs on just sensual meditations to to help with stress relief and yoni breathing. And there's going to be lots on there as well. Yeah,
0: amazing! I don't know how you get the time to do all this. It's wonderful. All that the content that you're giving out is brilliant.
1: Well, it helps me as well. So. <laughs> Absolutely. yeah absolutely. it's good for the greater good absolutely <laughs>
0: uh, women who struggle to orgasm and that's a common one you would hear as well and women I just can't I can't it's, it's something that um takes a while and I, I'm not sure if it's something to do with the relationship and I'm sure it is but a lot of women are saying I just can't I haven't been able to for years
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what's what's that all about what do you say for that
1: Uh, If a woman's inorgasmic and the stats say 15% of women are, it's called anorgasmia, Mm. Um, I mean, there can be some physiological things that, you know, if a woman has a very, very small clitoris, for example, or um, it's located a bit higher than when, you know, a lot of women who have their clitoris is a bit lower to the vaginal entrance, it can be very easy to have an orgasm during penetration. Can I just say here as well? Um, 70% of women cannot orgasm from penetration alone. Mm. So I think it's, you you need both. We need the clitoris and internal often. I mean, some people can just have clitoris, but Mm. we really need a little bit of both and we need time. We need often more than 30 minutes, up to an hour sometimes of time down there. So if you're feeling like you need to be rushed and your partner's going to give up, like you need to hear from your partner. And this is if, if your partner can't give you an orgasm because I find that it's often some women can give themselves an orgasm, but their partner can't. And then sometimes it's the other way around. Their partner can give it to them, but they can't give them to themselves. Mm. So it's kind of, this is what I unpack in the coaching sessions. There's a lot of stuff around that, but um, you know, definitely hearing from your partner. Like when I've been with partners and they've just said to me, Rosie, you can take as long as you need. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to like tap out halfway through just hearing that for me, mm-hmm. because I, t- I can take a long time sometimes. Um, so just hearing that makes me surrender and open and, and let go. Um, I think it's again, getting back to as, if you can make yourself orgasm, that's half the work done because as long as you can do it, you can tell somebody else to do it. Even though the orgasm that you have with yourself is slightly different to the orgasm that you have with someone else. That's natural. And there's going to be different things that your partner's going to do. Um, but I think get to know yourself, like literally don't leave your bedroom until you've had one. Like every single day, just try like it's, it's about putting in the time and energy. Like if it's important to you, you will prioritize it. Mm. orgasms are good for your health orgasms move energy stagnant energy in your body they help you glow the women in china used to say ancient china they would say you know a woman who's connected to her uterus to her yoni to her pleasure she was more radiant you know they mm. would say that her skin would glow if she's connected to her yoni her, her face especially the skin on her face was younger so it's like the elixir of life yeah Wow. So I think it's giving it a give it a good crack, and this is why I'm not completely anti-vibrators because I um, had a, a client who couldn't have a clip orgasm. She mm. her clip was so tight, like she had a micro clip, and when she started to use this, like the suctiony clip um, womanizer or whatever it's called, she mm-hmm. used that and she was finally after like 27 years able to have an orgasm.
2: Amazing.
1: That's great. Wow. Like. Get the tools you need, start using your yoni egg and start exploring your body, even just sitting in front of a mirror and looking at your yoni. That can Mm -hmm. be seriously healing. Just gaze, put a timer on for five minutes, put a beautiful song on and just look at her without judgment, Mm -hmm. describe her, witness her and help her feel more. Like just like you'd look into somebody's eyes, like it's really Admire that space because a lot of men are very connected to their penis because Uh. it's external; they see it all the time. But for women, it's it's internal, and so I think, you know, really just taking the time to familiarize, get to know her, Mm -hmm. get to know that part of your body. Yeah, community, and she'll tell you. Like yesterday in a coaching session, I had a woman cup her yoni, and um, she had the clearest messages come through, like from her subconscious telling her exactly what she needed to do and she was like I cannot believe I've never spoken to my vagina before and she had what we call a depressed vagina yeah sad she was numb sad wasn't aroused wasn't getting quick to arousal at all with her husband and she was her yearning was sad and was holding on to something that happened when she was seven years old wow so that came through really clear and I think it's if we're not going to we're not listening, we're not going to get the messages that we need. No,
0: no. And coming back again to connection, that's just beautiful, but we're connecting to something that we never thought we should be connecting to or need to connect to Mm. to get to that high place. Wow. So I think you may have already answered this, but I wanted to ask you, what would be one thing that women can do every single day to get them to that next point, that juiciness, that sensuality? Is there something that you tell women or that you do in your life every day that really remind
1: you of that meditate I feel like meditate essential meditation like I did a five minute central meditation yesterday and that's something that I often do it's just sit with myself or find a yoga posture that I love or do a breathing practice and let out breath sound and movement start to get not we're just like operating from our head we're we're walking talking heads but actually just like even if you wake up and cup your yoni and just say how are you today Mm. and she'll just say to you I'm feeling a little abandoned I'm feeling rejected I'm feeling like you're not prioritizing me Mm -hmm. Um, or my partner or she'll have some kind of message so even just doing that might be a nice that's something I do yeah but also just sitting down and then five minutes of Um, breath, sound and movement, and you can even use your breath uh, for what I call yoni breathing, so squeezing the yoni on the inhale and then exhale, relaxing the vagina. Doing that for five minutes you, or even like one minute for some Mm -hmm. people if you're time poor, that can actually make you feel so different Yeah, because you're breathing, you're moving a little in the body and you're creating all this blood flow down in your genitals and that just instantly makes you feel calmer.
0: Yeah, wakes up the
1: whole body. Yeah, it's like your power source. It's your Mm -hmm. your sexual energy, is your life force energy. Get that if you're feeling flat and really low in energy. Do a few pulses
2: Mm.
1: and and some breaths with those pulses. Those what I call pleasure pulses. Yeah, and that'll just start getting that energy moving in your body.
0: Absolutely. Like sitting down all day at a desk, you can start doing those pulses
2: right now. And yeah, in the car.
0: Beautiful. Well, that's amazing advice. Thanks, Rosie.
2: Now, Thank you. just
0: so you tell me about what's going on in your life. What's new, where people can find you, where the listeners can see what you're doing. You're, you're, you're actually teaching, um, teachers to teach the, the naked yoga now, aren't you?
1: Yes. After yeah. six years of holding my baby, very, very dear to my heart, <laughs> I'm ready. So I did, um, my first facilitated naked awakening facilitator training in February and I'll do another one next year same time so they sell out my my last one sold out in a week um and honestly they're just transformational experiences and and getting women to teach naked yoga I just it's amazing I, I feel like it's such a privilege to be in this space to inspire and educate other women how to do this what I'm doing so that's Amazing I'm also going around to all the expos mind body spirit expos over east so um, if you ever want to come to one of my talks or just um, pick a yoni egg in the flesh I have all my eggs there and it's just <laughs> and I love bringing it to mainstream places like uh, we are the only sexuality stand at these at these huge conventions and it's like mm. mind body spirit sexuality is in the body like you know yeah. it's this I can't believe this isn't more commonplace so yeah I love bringing um sexuality to those spaces where people can find me yonnypleasurepals.com rosyreese.com and nakedawakening.com.au and then my instagrams are all on there
0: amazing and facebook too obviously and yeah find you all over um instagram doing all sharing all of your juiciness and your now your meditations on the IGTV, which i did see that you just started that you said
1: yes awesome. instagram's not happy about it though i've woken um, up to a few little shadow bands and you know restrictions so it's crazy like i can't post any naked photos anymore uh-huh. um but even just some of the stuff that I do, it's just so, I can't believe how backwards our social media is. Like I, I can't post much of what I actually want to. So it's all very censored. Um, yeah. If you really want to uh, kind of see the real me, um, my Pillow Talk newsletters come out once a week. Yeah. And I have an amazing Facebook group called Yoni Pleasure Palace, and um, there's almost 10,000 women in there that you can ask anything under the sun. There's nothing off limits.
0: That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, thank you. and you. Um, sending people your way on a regular basis just because I think it's so powerful of what you're doing, awakening society and awakening women and men. So um, we'll, keep, we'll keep in touch and if we can ever um, – get together and teach more or if i can send people your way more then i would absolutely love that so thank you Mm. and thanks for your time today i really appreciate it
1: likewise thank you so much joey thanks for having me
0: thanks for listening to the revital health podcast we hope you enjoy this episode follow us on instagram and facebook at revitalhealth as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au, for upcoming podcasts, workshops and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals. Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.